The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! It's always a surprise when Facebook works the way it's supposed to. Like, I'm always expecting problems. I think they do that on purpose. You got that? No. All right, let me try sending it on Facebook. Yeah. in a row on fire you guys don't mind if I just do a little work here before the show that done that done Hey, I might be ready for music bingo on Saturday. Hey. How about that? Why, are you going to sing all the songs? Or? Oh, I'm going to try. <laughs> yeah, I do. Try. If my voice cooperates. All right, let's get this show on the road. What do you think? Hi, how you, how you guys doing? My name's Tom Duggan. Here with the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, atop Two Guys Smoke Shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. We've got a great show for you today. We have a guest. She's not here yet. She just texted me. She's on her way, but she will be here, which is okay. I got a couple of things to cover first. Uh, Stephanie Infante from the Lawrence City Council, City Council is here today, and she is also a former member of the Greater Lawrence Tech School Committee. And um, we started off kind of, we started off as kind of rocky, uh, rocky really. It's, it's funny, the people that I'm closest with today started off hating me. Like, if I think of the people that I'm like, that I like the most today, I think back to like when I first met them and we hated each other. And, and it's, 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 that's always very interesting to me how, how my relationships morph. Cause uh, I think people generally get a, the wrong impression of me. People who, people who have heard about me through rumors or through stories or whatever, 
have one view of me, have like one idea of who I am, but then they meet me and they work with me and they see somebody completely different. So it's always kind of interesting. So we we wanted to have Stephanie on. She's got some projects in uh, Lawrence that she's working on and I want to ask you, you know, we'll ask her a couple of the controversial stories, see if she wants to see if she wants to bite on it, maybe give us some news. Uh, before we do, though, I have a couple of things. So, so Saturday night, so if you're watching this live, it's uh, July 20th. Is it really already? Yep. Oh, summer's almost over. So, it's July, so today is July 20th. It's Thursday. Saturday, the 20... Right, you, you think with my Lawrence High Math. The 22nd. Uh, we are going to be live at the Clada in Lawrence, the Clada Pub. Yes. Uh, great food, by the way. Um, drinks are very, very reasonably priced compared to like other places that you go to. Uh, great atmosphere. And we love Brian at the Clada. He's been an advertiser for a long time. And he's actually a really good guy. He helps TMF. Um, I think it was three or four weeks ago I showed up at TMF. He was there with his wife and his daughter and his granddaughter. And not only did they bring all the food, but then they stayed and they served it. To me, that, oh, that wow. like there's a lot of people, and I don't want to denigrate people who donate food and then don't stay because some people can't. Yeah. But it's always a little extra special when they stay and serve the homeless and have conversations with them. Because when you make that connection, those people generally always come back. Yeah. And so, and I think they gain just as much out of it as the homeless do from getting, you know, getting the food and talking to people and stuff. So uh, I really love Brian Farrell um, at uh, at the at the Clada in Lawrence. And so we approached him a couple of weeks ago and said we want we want to start doing fundraisers like every other week if we can, or at least maybe once a month until Labor Day uh, to raise money for next year's bash because next year's bash. For the Valley, it's going to be the Valley Patriots' twentieth anniversary bash, and this year, the nineteen at the nineteenth anniversary bash, we gave out over fifty-four thousand dollars in scholarships. A hundred percent of that came from you guys. Came from people who follow us on Facebook, who are readers of the Valley Patriot, people who watch this show or listen to the show on Google Play or iTunes or iHeartRadio. And we walked out of the room thinking, "Holy crap! Did we overshoot ourselves?" Because next year is the twentieth. What if we're not able to raise as much next year? Next year's like the banner year. So we kind of sat around afterwards and, and said, why don't we start doing these little fundraisers throughout the year to put money into the bank so that when we get to like January and people start donating for that bash, we'll actually have like a little pot to start with. Yeah. And, and then that way, last year we had seven kids. You know, one kid got $15,500. Incredible. Another kid, the, the, the kid at the lowest end got like three thousand four hundred. So with all this, all these extra fundraisers that we're doing, we're going to try and help those kids that are at the bottom get them a little closer yeah. to the top, so that it evens it out a little bit. Oh. Um, so if you'd like to come, it's seven o'clock on f- Saturday night mm-hmm. at the Clada, and it's twenty dollars for the night. We're going to go from seven to nine, right? Yes. Seven to nine. So that's when the game starts. I would recommend everyone getting there sooner. Get there sooner. I would like to start the game. Okay. Yeah. Games. Please. Games. And of course, the music bingo host is going to be none other than the hottest voice on podcast, Chrissy Cunningham, my producer. Mm, listen to me for two whole hours. Oh, I, you know what? That For that, to me, I don't care if nobody <laughs> shows up. To me, that makes it worth it, right? Yeah. Um, it's $20 for the night. So what you'll do is you'll come in. You'll give um, Nancy or whoever's taking the money um, your, your $20, and then she'll give you... 
Is it five? Yeah, we're going to do five bingo rounds, five. music bingo, different categories right. each round. That way, if it's not your style of music one, you might like, right. you, know, you might be a 70s person or a rocker. Mm-hmm. So we change it up. I make it as fun as I can, which, you know, I'm pretty good at it. Yep. But yeah, five different rounds. So you'll uh, hand Nancy the money or whoever's doing it. Uh, they will give you your five cards for the night. I'll have them marked at what rounds we're doing, but I'll be emceeing the whole night, letting mm-hmm. people know. And then, yeah, I, I believe you guys have some awesome prizes set we up. We get some for great each, prizes. For each game. Well, but before I, before I get to the prizes, don't let me forget that. Um, so a lot of people have asked me, what is music bingo? How does it work? So it's like regular bingo, yeah. except instead of numbers on your card, yeah. you're going to have the name of a song or the name of an artist or maybe even the name of an album. Um, Do you want me to take this one? Oh, sure. It's Go just ahead. the name of the song. So it's just, just I just don't oh, want okay. anyone freaking out. So it's only the name of the song. It's the title of songs. We play little 45-second clips of songs. You have the titles that will be all on your bingo cards and Shazam and Google Search or whatever. They're, it is not cheating because at the end of the day, it's still bingo. So I could tell you the name of every song. It doesn't mean you're going to get the winning pattern. That right, they're... right. So it, it makes it a lot more fun. People love the music bingo because it's you get to sing along. You're getting to hear the 45 seconds and it's normally like the best part of every song. So right. you just... Hit after hit after hit. Oh, my God, I love this song. I haven't heard in ages. Everyone's singing, having a good time. But, yeah, you hear the song, you get the name, you mark it off on your bingo card, you get the winning pattern, and bingo, you win. A prize. You win a prize. Yeah. And well, you can you, also buy you can also buy an extra card. So for five dollars yeah. more, if you don't if you want extra cards because oh, you yeah. want a better chance to win. I know Jane is any Pesci when she does these, she buys like twenty cards. I was gonna say, have like you seen Church Bingo? The ladies have the whole table there. Right. Like, you can't sit here. This is all mine. <laughs> it's all mine. Right. Uh, and so some of the prizes are we do have more prizes coming in, but uh, we do have donations, gift card donations and actually liquor bottle donations. Uh, from so the liquor bottles and a uh, gift certificate. I think it's fifty dollars to Salvatore's restaurant. We have a a couple of fifty dollars donations from Tomo. Two of them. We have two fifty dollars donations from Shaking Seafood. But by, by the way, thank you to Kevin Druin for all of these. Like, if, if it was up to me doing this, I, we'd probably have one, right? And then I have to like buy. I have to go out and buy some just to, you know, uh, to do it. But uh, but w- what's great about this is that we have almost no expenses to do this. So almost every dollar that comes in is going to go right to the right to the scholarship kids. Uh, we also have a gift certificate to Harrow's Pies. Uh, Wally at Harrow's Pies, by the way, is so incredible, and I feel so bad for the guy because he he um, he brings food to. Daybreak homeless shelter. He brings food to Pegasus House. Then he shows up at TMF. And because he does that, I think a lot of people go to him and ask. And I always feel bad about that because when, when you get a guy like Wally who likes to give, who doesn't like to say no to people, I think sometimes people go to him too much. So um, so we want to we wanna thank Wally at Harrow's Pies. And by the way, they're in Methuen. On, I think they're on Broadway. You need to go to Harrow's Pies and patronize Harrow's Pies because of everything they do for the community. This guy is spending thousands of dollars out of his own pocket for nothing. He's not getting anything out of it. To bring food to Daybreak, to bring food to Pegasus House, to bring food to TMF, to help the homeless, to help uh, people who are addicted, to help uh, women who are you know, hiding because of domestic violence situations. Um, and, 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 he, and he never wants to be thanked for it. In fact, the last time he came and gave us enough food for like 200 people at TMF. I called Harrow's and I didn't get him. I got one of his people and I said, can you guys send me an ad? I want to give you guys a free ad in the Valley Patriot for what you're doing. And they never got back to me. And I suspect they never got back to me because they don't want to be thanked. They just want to do it for the sake of doing it. And that's all the more reason why I want to do something to help them because that's the kind, those are the people that make a community what it is. Those are the people 
who don't say, well, geez, you know, there's black people there, I don't want to do it, or there's Muslims there, and I don't want to do it, or there's transgender kids involved, I don't want to do it. They don't care what your category is. Contrary to what you see on CNN every day, they're constantly telling you how racist and horrible America is. These are the people like Wally and Aaron at Tomo's and Mike Agricola at, at Salvatore's who, who really just do it for the sake of doing it to help. And so we want to do everything we can to try and help them get business and to help raise their profile so that more people will go and more people will buy food from them so that they will do well. Um, so come Saturday night at the Clada at 7 o'clock. I'll be there. And we'll probably stick around afterwards, too, depending on. Now, normally I don't drink. Most people know that I, I don't drink. I'm kind of on the wagon. Uh, not because I'm an alcoholic, just because there was a time in my life where I drank a lot. And I just realized how it was screwing up my life. So I just stopped doing it. Um, but I may drink that night because you got music and it's going to be my crowd and I feel comfortable with my crowd. Usually I only drink like twice a year. I usually drink like St. Patrick's Day and the day, the night of the bash. That's usually when I'm drinking. But this week I might, I just might, um, I might, uh, have a couple of drinks at music bingo. Okay. I got one other story while Stephanie gets herself acclimated. She got her whole camera crew here. You think she's in Hollywood. She got her whole camera crew. They're videotaping her walking into the studio. It's crazy. Um, but when you see what she looks like, you'll understand, right? So I do have one story while she's getting her headphones on that I want to bring to you. You know, often I come into the show and I talk about the Ethics Commission in Massachusetts. They're really a feckless organization. It's not their fault. I got a couple of emails the last time I, I went after the Ethics Commission because, you know, they, the penalties that they impose upon people who, have, who are involved in government doing wrong things, doing bad things... It, it, it's really kind of ridiculous. It almost is a disincentive uh, for people not to do bad things, right? Um, and I get a lot of emails from people saying, well, you know, Tom, I think you're kind of exaggerating that a little bit. So I, I got an email yesterday, and I just kind of wanted to read a little bit about this. So the former Malden Human Services and Outreach Director, her name is Karen uh, Collins-Hayes, was hit with a $7,005 fine this week. And what she did was she was in charge of the, um, let's see, uh, for, so she was in, in, involved with like a summer youth program, but she signed up her kids. So kids were like getting a part-time job, working for the city, doing like, uh, you know, cleanups and stuff. And she allowed two of her kids and one of her daughter's boyfriends into the program and they were paid, but she's the director of the program. So it kind of, it's totally a conflict of interest. You would think that that would be something that would raise a $20,000 fine or more because when you're working in government, you can't hire your relatives. And that's not something that like most people don't know about. It's something that's pretty simple. Most people understand. And I understand sometimes when I get these, I, I read what the person did and I think, you know what, if I was in government, I might have done that not knowing that it was wrong. But on something like this, give me a break. Like this and the guy in Stoughton that was the electric, uh, I think I talked about it a few months ago, he was the head of the electric department and then gave a contract to his brother to do all the electric work in town. And he only got hit with like a $10,000 fine. But the guy made like $100,000. So there's really an incentive to break the law because the penalty isn't even near what it is that you gain if you break the law. So, uh, so I wanted to just kind of bring that in. I got this today uh, out of Malden. And uh, I did get contacted the last time I went after the Ethics Commission by somebody who works at the Ethics Commission, not one of the board members, but someone who works there, who said, Tom, I understand your frustration. However, they can only impose the fines that the legislature have allowed. They have guidelines, too. So to our state rep friends, Francisco Polino and Estella Reyes and Ryan Hamilton and all of our friends who are state reps, 
I encourage you to revisit the penalties for these ethics fines and make them a little bit more uh, of a disincentive for people to break the law. That's all. So uh, one more thing before we get to Stephanie, we've got our sandwich of the day. You have that? So at Borelli's Deli, we'll thank our sponsors in a second. Borelli's Deli, the sandwich of the day. Look at that. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> Unbelievable. It is the mortadella capicola. Salami. It's what's called the Italian vera. So it's mortadella, capicola, salami, provolone, tomatoes, onions, pickles, cherry peppers, hot, and oil. I'll probably get mine without the oil. But I definitely think that that's something that, that, that I would eat. really good. For sure. Doesn't it sound <laughs> really good, really right? Good. That looks really good. And that's, by the way, that's tomorrow's sandwich yes. of the day. You guys should see today's sandwich of the day. But by the time you get there, it's not, it's not going to be available. If you really don't, if you don't get there by one or two, then don't have any left. Um, so I want to thank Borelli's. Let's just thank our other sponsors real quick. We'll get to stuff. Um, McLennan Real Estate, Century 21, the Zany Pesci Law Office, Marstain and Sun Construction, EIS, Investigation and Gun Training, Borelli's Deli, who we just talked about, Tomo and Shaken Seafood, who gave us uh, gift cards from Music Bingo Saturday night, Clear Path for Veterans New England, Mercurial Law Office, AFC Urgent Care. I want to say hi to Lisa. We're working on a, a project right now uh, that is very exciting for me because it's going to generate revenue for this show. So um, she called me out of the blue yesterday and said, I've got a great idea for you and I have the perfect person that can help you with it. So we're working on that. Also, I think Pleasant Valley Landscaping and our three new sponsors, we're going to be going there next week, uh, Stacks in Haverhill, Loaded in Haverhill, and they're really kind of right next door to each other. So you go to so you go to Loaded, you get all your finger food, then you go to Stacks for a couple of drinks. And Par 28 right here in, uh, in Salem, New Hampshire, and we promised before the summer we're going to bring a bunch of people there too, and also a free shout-out to JG's Ice Cream. All right, well, that's the end of the show, folks. Thanks for coming. Good night. No, I'm just kidding. So in, so in the studio with me is... Um, is uh, Stephanie Infante. She's the new District E City Councilor in Lawrence. District E is the, like the Mount Vernon, South Lawrence section. And it actually kind of starts over by the bridge, right? Over where yep. Sam's Stakeout used to be. Yep. And so it's not really all Mount Vernon, but it also encompasses that other area Parker along the Street, river. Salem Street, a bit of um, So you actually have Parker Merrimack. Street too? Yep. Because that One used to be side. F. One side is District D and the other side is, is District F. Mark. Can you pull the bike in a little closer um, and can you turn her up a little? Because she, she talks, I, she's very mousy the way she talks. <laughs> That's important so people can actually listen to you. Right. <laughs> you, want, you, want them, you want them to hear you because I'm sure you've yeah. got a lot of things to say. Um, so we started off, I, before you got here, I, told, I was telling people how we started off not really kind of liking each other all that much. Yeah. And, uh, I would have thought that I right, would be here. Right, right. right. So... Um, I'm always I'm always amazed at like I look at the people that are in my life now that I really like the most, and most of them hated me when we first started. But I think a lot of that has to do with people just reacting to the the rumors of who Tom Duggan is and the image of who they think Tom Duggan is until they actually kind of meet me and work with me, and then they see like a whole different person. So I'm always thrilled to be able to have someone on the show that started off hating me. And um, and you look amazing, by the way. I don't, want an, I don't want another, I don't want you flaming on me on Facebook okay. again, but you do look well, amazing. you did say that you respected the fact that I did say something back. The fact that you attacked me made me respect you. No, I'm serious. I'm not kidding. Because yeah. a lot of people just put up with my shit, and I don't really have any respect for people that just put up with someone's crap. Um, and when someone comes back at me, I think, you know what? This is somebody that I, that I might actually like to get, get along yeah, with and, yeah. and get to know. Um, so she did. She screen captured what I wrote about her and she put it on her page. She just attacked me. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh, that witch. I'm going after her. And then when it was all over, we ended up becoming friends. And I think sometimes those conflicts are good for people to have rather than just holding it in and hating the person quietly and being nice to them when you see them in public and pretending that you like them. 
and you've turned out to not be that kind of person, uh, which makes me like you even more because there's way too many phonies in this business. There's way too many people come over and put their arm around me at a fundraiser and go, hey, Tom, I hope the paper's doing okay. And you know that they hate your guts. You know that they savage you behind your back. But they'll never say anything publicly or to your face. So I do appreciate that. Um, you started off on the Volk School Committee, which is kind of interesting. And then you ran for city council in Lawrence in District E to replace my good buddy that I went to grammar school with, Dave Abdu. And when Dave left, we were all kind of like, you know, sad to lose Dave because he'd been there a long time and he's very he's smart. very good. Very big shoes to fill. And he's a very moral person. It's yeah. hard to find moral people in government. Yeah. Um, so I thought, geez, you know, no matter who replaces Dave, it's going to be really big shoes to fill. And I don't know that anybody could. But I think I think you're pretty close. I mean, I think you've come in and you've you've kind of made a name for yourself, and you've taken on some issues that I think that are important. We'll talk about some of those. But before we do, when I ran for office, I had this whole idea in my head of what it was going to be like and what I was going to be able to accomplish. And then I got there, and I realized nothing that I thought Completely I was going to be able different. to accomplish is done. <laughs> and the issues that I thought we'd be talking about and and making decisions on. Were, were things that we never really got to because we were so mired down in the bullcrap of politics and, and, uh, and the minutia of government and the process. And I didn't really care about the process. I really cared more about getting stuff done. So I guess my first question is, is it very different now that you're in, you've been there now for seven months, is it different now than what you thought it was? And what are some of the pro- surprises that months. you... Was it? A year and seven months. Oh, I'm months. sorry, a year and seven months. You're right. <laughs> Um, it's definitely different, definitely different. Um, in terms of, you mentioned processes, uh, it takes long to get things done because we do have to follow an extensive process. Uh, and, and a lot of people think that, for example, I'll use a stop sign, for example. Uh, getting a stop sign up will take two weeks. Yeah, you take a vote. Everybody sometimes, looks at the looks at the, the corner that it's going to go and everybody gets yeah, a stop but sign. So, right? But sometimes it can take up to two, three months. Like really? you just You just never know. And um, because we have so much going on, the city, positive things in terms of fixing the city and upgrading things. And so it, it could take a bit longer. And, um, and what I'm learning is that uh, I thought um, spe- some specific policies were, were important. But as, as I got to know the district more, People really care about their quality of life. So I currently, as, as a first-term city councilor, um, I've been dealing with issues about, you know, the speeding, the noise, um, the noises, trash, um, pavings, uh, you know, things like that, the parks. And, and people, people are, at least in my district, they, they, want to, they want to improve things that affect their daily lives every day, that mm-hmm. they see that they're, it's something that's in front of them every day. And um, that was a bit of an eye opener for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it's not um, it's not just the pictures. Like people think being a city councilor, it's like oh, you show up to events and every. I was late. I as I texted you earlier, I was late because a constituent called me. I was driving over here and I turned around to stop at the constituent's home. Oh, that's nice. And um, you know, and and a lot of the work is behind the scenes that people don't understand. There's a lot of documents that you have to review. Um, and you've got to make tough decisions. So mm-hmm. it's not just the pretty, the smiling, the pretty faces and, you know, the photos that people, people may think. By the way, I blame the elected officials for that, for that image that people have of city councils, because the only time you see on social media elected officials doing anything is when they're in a pretty picture. You know, there's a ribbon cutting, there's a school, there's a, there's a, a, a groundbreaking, there's some award that some kid got. But we don't see the substance. And what I'd like to see out of all of the elected officials in the area, 
I don't mind the pictures of the, the ribbon cuttings and stuff, but give us some substance too. Like, uh, you know, my biggest beef with the North End of a Board of Selectmen, you know, they have their meetings right across the street from my office. But they, nobody ever posts on Facebook, hey, we've got a big vote coming up tonight on school funding, or we have a big vote coming up tonight on some other issue to let people know what they're actually doing mm-hmm. in the process of their job. It, the only time I see a North End of a Board of Selectmen on Facebook is when they were a ribbon cutting. And it, f- for the most part, I see that in Lawrence too. But in Lawrence, there's a little bit more substance, so I'm more frustrated with North End of it. But I, I do blame, I blame the officials themselves because it's always about their image. And it's not about the, it's not about the work that they're doing. Um, it's one of the things that I advised uh, Brian DePena when he first became mayor. You know, if you're going to do the ribbon cutting pictures every day, that's fine, but you got to give us something else too. Mm-hmm. Let us know, you know, when you're going to be paving a road. Let it, you post the streets that are going to be blocked off when you're going to be paving roads. Mm-hmm. Post, you know, that you're going to be doing a cleanup in a park or something. Rather than when you're at the park doing it, doing you know, the, right. doing the photo op. And I and I do I, I do think uh, talking about. Um, Posting, I think uh, our DPW department does an amazing job. Really incredible. Yep, they they post the, the streets that are being paved. They they give the the public a heads up. But um, as an elected official, going back to that to that subject, I a hundred percent agree with you. Um, I can only speak for myself. I started off like that, like being really good with social media and and you know letting the public know. And then as I got busier, mm-hmm. it's like. You know, I, yeah, I know I, it's not easy. And I know what not, I'm asking isn't easy, but I'm still asking. But but it's it's good to get that reminder, and mm-hmm. it's good to always take a take a step uh, a step back and, and like reanalyze yourself and what you've been doing and, and what you haven't been doing. And feedback like this is important because mm-hmm. it's like, all right, Stephanie. At least for again, Stephanie, you gotta you gotta right. get going. You gotta do that again, and you know. So I also think one of the things that hinders progress in in a lot of ways is the bubble. What I call the bubble. So before you get elected, your colleagues are the voters. And then when you get into office, your colleagues are the other elected officials. And so you go to an event, you go to a ribbon cutting, and they're all there. And then everybody goes to a fundraiser, and they're all there. And then you go to a meeting, and they're all there. And that becomes your almost your constituency without realizing it because you're with them so much. And you're swapping stories, and you're comparing notes about different projects going on so much that you get in this bubble where you don't really see things as the voter anymore. You kind of see things more as the insider. Um, when Mark LaPlante was Tower Hill Mark, when he was the Tower Hill city councilor, I think he kind of fell into that. And then he left office and he came back as the District F city councilor. And it was a complete change around. Like he totally got it at that point because he went from being an elected official to not. Mm-hmm. And then realized as an outsider, like, hey, wait a minute, maybe we should maybe we should be reaching out more and not spending so much time with other elected officials, but our constituents. Mm-hmm. And now I see that in him, and, it, it, and I'm thrilled to see it because I was very frustrated with Tower Hill Mark, <laughs> but I really like South Lawrence Mark a lot. So, yeah, anyways, he's good. <laughs> just my advice. I'm just going to sit there and give her advice all day because. <laughs> Because I think I know everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a couple of things. So I know that you are, have been very vocal on Facebook. One of the things, substantive things you have posted, which I love to death, uh, and that's the noise issues in the industrial park. Yep. And I always get complaints about this at the newspaper, but I'm a newspaper. What can I, I can write about it, but if nobody in power does anything, there's nothing you can do. Yep. And you're a city councilor. And the calls that go to the police department on a regular basis about this um, generally are not being taken very seriously. 
And I hate to say that about the Lawrence cops because I love the Lawrence cops and they are a little busy getting shot at and, you know, do all the big stuff. <laughs> but like you said, it's the quality of life issues. Something like that is enough to make somebody that's lived in Lawrence for 40 years want to move. And I don't think Lawrence... I mean, I've, I've, I've received those comments. Have you really? I've, I've received those comments in, in District C. And... Um, I do want to say it's it's not that our police department doesn't care. No, I do I do want to say that, and I'm I'm actually I want I want to thank um, Sergeant Samard because Council President Laplante and I we did a, a, a what's it called a ride along with him, and we got to to see everything. I mean, not everything, but at least the foundation of their day to day, and and we went into their their call center. It's not called um their it's not called call center the dispatch center, and you know, just seeing two officers with all these calls, like different calls, like different different scenarios, and they are trying to do their best. Mm-hmm. And that that ride along for me was a huge eye opener. Um, and and I just want to put that out there because I do see a lot on Facebook. Oh, Lawrence Police are not doing anything. They're not doing much. And you know, I as a counselor, I do have my moments when I get frustrated. Mm-hmm. But because of that experience, I I'm able to reel myself in and, and and remind myself they're trying their best. It's not that they don't care. They're trying their best with what they have. Right. And and we and we have to support them and and give them. You know, if, if we're looking for changes in our quality of life issues, we have to support them and not and not keep blaming them because we also need to put our part mm-hmm. as a community, as taxpayers, as, you know, citizens. And, um, and I'm hoping that's one thing I've, I've said it before on the radio. I've, I've said it on social media. We have to do our part. Mm-hmm. It's an entire community effort. And I don't, I wasn't, I, I don't, I don't know if I said it, but if I did, I want to qualify it. I, I don't think that, it's, that the Lawrence cops don't care, but it's the impression that people get that they call the police department, it doesn't get done, and then they get the impression that the Lawrence yeah, police yeah. don't care, and that's one of the things that frustrates people. Um, let me ask you a political question, if you don't mind me veering <laughs> off a little bit. You're a Democrat. <laughs> yeah. Your party is very hostile to the cops, and yet you're a minority, <laughs> you're a woman, you're a Latina, you live in a, a, a minority community, and all we hear on CNN every day is that the cops are a bunch of jackbooted thugs out there to try and gun down people of color. And yet here you are, on my show talking about how great the Lawrence police are and the job that they do and how much you respect them. And so I'm wondering, do you have a disconnect with your party? Do you, is, is this something that frustrates you about your party that, that what you see on the ground is not what they promote on CNN? Um, what I can say is that not, I do believe not every, you, you have a few bad apples that unfortunately right. ruin it, ruin the image for an entire department or entire group of people. And that's no matter what background, no matter who you are, that's, that's across the board. My respect for law enforcement, I mean, I have three cousins. I have two cousins and an uncle that are um, Marine vets. One of my cousins used to be a detective in, in Lawrence Police Department. Um, she went away to work with the state came back and now she she's a cop in, in Tennessee mm-hmm. or is it Texas? I don't know if it's Tennessee. I forget. But either way, I, I, I come from family that um, some family members that have that background and I understand how difficult their job is. So I try my best to understand. Um, I try my best to look at the, the whole picture and make my determinations or, or my opinions from that, whether, you know, my party or whatever they have, you know, their well, own. Let, but let me I, tell you the reason why I ask. Because you're an up-and-comer. 
I've been doing this since 1985, and I can see right at the very beginning when someone's going to end up being a senator. Or, and you asked Frank Moran that I told him the day he got elected that he was going to be council president within two years, and he was. Um, so having somebody who's been there now being out for a long time, I can spot someone who's an up-and-comer, someone who's going to be making a significant difference in our community and maybe even bigger. And I see you as one of those people. And so the reason I'm asking now is five years from now, 10 years from now, you might be a senator. You might even be governor someday. And I want you to remember on the ground how the disconnect from what your party says on CNN and the political narrative that they, that they spin versus the reality on the ground and what's really going on and, and the, how that disconnect actually hurts law enforcement. And not just on, law, on a lot of other issues, but I want to use that as an example. Mm-hmm. How it hurts law enforcement. And it hurts minority people. The, the majority of the, of the crime victims are minorities. And when, the, when you want to defund the police, when you want to take away some of their authority, when you want to take them out of civil service, with all of those things that the Democrat Party is trying to do, it, it really hurts the minorities in the communities that need the police the most, like Lawrence. Mm-hmm. So anyways, that's why. Well, I think, I think our, our police department, um, like I said, you will come across a few bad apples. Unfortunately, that ruins it for everybody else. Um, but what I'm most proud of is that many of our officers are from Lawrence. Mm-hmm. They are... Um, people of color, minorities, Latino, whatever, and um, they they care about our community and mm-hmm. they do their best to protect our community. And um, they're willing, you know, they from what I've experienced as a counselor and having conversations with with officers and and um, individuals in leadership positions within the Lawrence Department, they do they do want to see our city moving forward. Mm-hmm. They do want to give it. I mean, they are giving it their best, but they want to do more. And um, that's important to, to always to always keep in mind and, and see how you can come in and, and help them uh, fill the, the gaps mm-hmm. that, they're, that they're experiencing. I'm just hoping that you carry that forward through your political career because I think you've got one. So the, the, other, <laughs> the other question I wanted to ask, so my buddy Kevin was telling me the other day, and for some reason, just out of my own ignorance, didn't know about it, that you have uh, spearheaded a new park in your district. Is that true? And, and tell me about that, because I'm did. curious. So it's it's not a new park. Um, it's actually, it's been there. It's a, it was a little park called Donovan Park on Andover Street. Um, it's next to the Dunkin' Donuts. Where oh, the, I know. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, you, you probably remember how, how it looked. But um, I back last year in March, I brought the mayor there. And I'm like, look at this. this is, these are one of the complaints that I got from constituents. And I brought him to the park and he saw the condition that it was in. And I'm like, we need to do something. And he and I thank him till this day for, for this because he agreed right away. A portion of it we were able, and I thank the, our state delegation at the time too, because they were able to help the city get a grant, a park grant for um, $400,000. The city then came up with $300,000 and was able to come up with another $100,000 right. for this park. So not only are we renovating this park, but we're expanding it. Excellent. And for those that would like to see, you can drive by it now. You can see all those trees. Um, we're replanting trees and all stuff, but everything has been, they knocked it down. And it was a space where the park was like this big, but the land was like this big. And most of the land was used as a dumping ground for right. trash. So now we won't have that issue. We're going to have a beautiful new park for constituents and residents in that in that area, and I'm I'm really excited to parking. See it. Parking, I believe I don't, I believe is included. I don't, okay, don't Wait. quote me on that. I need to look at the plans. But that looks like it says three minutes left. Can that possibly be true? Wow. wow. So uh, tell tell the people because we only have about three or four minutes. Um, tell the people at home who are either listening on i i iHeartRadio or who are watching. Um, 
what's coming up? What, what are some of the things that people should know is coming up on the city council that might interest them to want to participate? I think they should just participate every day. <laughs> I don't think they should wait until something important. I mean, every, everything is important because it affects you every day. Local politics is the most important um, uh, factor in, in your life. I think we, we, we waste a lot of time debating like governor and, and, and presidents and everything like that. But it's really important to get involved as much as you can every day, if you can, with the city council, with local politics and, and learn what's going on. I mean, you, we're the taxpayers. This is where your taxes are, there any, are going. Are there any big issues coming up, though? Well, we have some big issues um, currently happening. Yeah. And um, well, tell us, tell us. <laughs> I'm sure we can go I'm over sure. a couple of minutes if you give us something good. I'm, I'm sure people uh, people have uh, have been seeing it, but um, not me. I'm completely. Yeah. You got to oh, you got sure. to come right out and say it because <laughs> no. I don't know. No, there's there's you know there's things um, happening and um. um I'm gonna leave it like wow, that. we're not going to get it out of her. <laughs> I thought for sure with all the ass kissing I just did, I was going to get something out of her. Um, somebody asked, are the wetlands being protected? Yes. Okay. Yes, Very 100%. Good. Yep. Why is the city clearing it and removing it? Okay, so you, I think you answered that on the... On the uh, I didn't realize we had some questions or I would have loved why the city... Why does the city have it on their selling list? Is that property listed on the, on the, on the list of sell? Uh, Kelly, uh, who asked that question, I will... Um, we will follow up. I will follow she up. She will follow up, and yeah. you, she, you can find her on this thread. Yeah. You'll be able to follow her. Yeah. Is there anything else you want people to know? I, I, we've got a couple of minutes left. Um, anything else that you want people to know about things coming up on the city council, things that the city is doing, uh, or maybe something that you guys have just accomplished that nobody knows about? I, For me, what I have seen, what I've been seeing is that we're paving many streets that have been neglected. Um, we are fixing our schools. Actually, just this Thursday, we we voted on on to give the Leahy um, to to appropriate twelve million dollars more towards the Leahy, and that of course was a big discussion. And um, twelve million city dollars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and you know I I stepped in, Tom, and I and I said and I posted this on Facebook, so it's all public information, but. For whatever reason, when it comes to our education, we we make a huge debate about it. I'm not realizing that our schools, the education will be here a hundred years plus. Mm-hmm. Will outlive any of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that's coming up. I mean, that has come come up. Obviously, you know that we we um, we passed the city budget, so that's good. But as as right now. Um, from what I can think of right now, nothing, nothing controversial nothing, coming up. Nothing, nothing, yeah, no. I think everything, everything right. is doing going okay. well. And do you, get, how, do you get along okay with the mayor? I do, I do. You guys work well together because we I like him a lot. We and, do work very well, um, and you know what's funny is, is we weren't completely separate camps. Well, that's why I asked. <laughs> but uh, the mayor is very open minded. He he wants he wants to see good for for the city, and at least when I when I go to him for District E concerns or issues, he he doesn't hesitate to help. And like I, I mean, the park is one of them. Um, for over ten years, residents in that area have been trying to get that park renovated. Um, but the city had to come up with with a portion of it, right. and the mayor was just like, "Yep, right away, no problem." I, I see the need, and you know, so I'm very grateful. How do him. people get in touch with you if they either live in your district or if they're not sure they live in your district? They want to get in touch with you to either you know find out about something or to express a concern. How do people reach you? They can call me. They can text me. 
Facebook, Instagram. Um, I'm going to just say my phone number. Yeah, I was going to say this. Uh, my phone number. You can say call me and I can nine, the Yeah, 978-857-8905. Okay. So they can call me. That's my direct. And if they reach out to you on social media, you'll answer them. Yes. Well, that's good because yes. a lot of elected officials yep. won't do you that. You can, and I, I have the proof. <laughs> <laughs> well, so. Stephanie Infante, she's a Lawrence City Councilor. She's in her... First term, you're coming up for re-election this year. You're running. I am. I am. You're running. I'm running. Do you have any competition? I have, from what I know so far, I have one. Uh, three people, including myself, pulled papers. Two are certified, myself and another individual. So um, we'll see what happens. Would you guys be willing to do a debate on the show? We'll Love see. to have you. We'll see. To uh, be determined. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> it's like a Neil Perry answer. All right. Uh, I want to thank uh, you. Can roll it up, Chrissy. I want to thank Chrissy, my fine, fine producer here, for putting up with my shenanigans every week. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, who are phenomenal. Stacks in Haverhill, uh, Par Twenty Eight, right here in Salem, New Hampshire. Loaded in Haverhill, AFC Urgent Care in Methuen and North Andover, Pleasant Valley Landscaping in Methuen, the Mercurial Law Office. He's, by the way, in North Reading, but don't let that scare you away. He's, he's a pretty good lawyer. Clear Path for Veterans New England, Tomo and Shaken Seafood right here in Salem, New Hampshire, Borelli's Deli in Methuen, EIS, Investigation and Gun Training, Marcin and Sun Construction, Zany Pesci Law Office. <sighs> This list gets any longer. I'm going to have to, like, extend the show. And McLennan Real Estate Century 21. They're also in Methuen. Don't forget, Music Bingo Saturday night at the Cloud at 7 o'clock. Chrissy's going to be our master of ceremonies. It's $20 for the night. Come, have a couple of drinks. Brian's got pretty pretty decent bar food at the Clada. And maybe when it's over, you can all kind of hang out with us, and I might even have a couple of drinks. And depending there's prizes on. to win. Oh, yes, prizes. And thank you to everybody that donated prizes. I think we need, like, two more. Um, but we have some great gift cards for prizes for the music bingo. So please come help support our, our scholarship drive for the uh, Valley Peak's 20th anniversary bash in March. <sighs> I know we're over, so I'm trying to get as much in as I can. Sounds like my tale says you got to go home, so go home already. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.